0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Endurance Minded. It's the podcast that looks at the psychological and emotional components of endurance sports and highly impact performance. I'm your host, Taylor Thomas, founder and coach at TEC. And on this episode, uh, I sit down and speak with Alex Pisacani. Um, Alex is on the business development team at Inside Tracker. Uh, he was a Division I wrestler in college, uh, and he's a lifelong athlete. Uh, and Alex and I sit down to work to unpack the value of blood testing for for a few things, for performance for athletes, but also for health, sustainability, uh, lifelong uh, enjoyment of our sport, and how we can leverage this data to help us be uh, more productive, more healthy, uh, more sustainable athletes. And so when we think about testing as athletes, we often think about things like threshold testing, establishing a heart rate, power threshold, pace, whatever it may be. Uh, We think about VO2 max. uh, We might even think about um, body scans. We might think about fat oxidation curves. When we think about baselines, we don't always go to blood testing for performance. Uh, and more specifically for optimization. Um, And so that's what Alex and I talk about uh, and and work to, again, unpack as to how to think about this data, how to leverage this information that we have access to now. Uh, We have a really great depth of science and a really great understanding about how we need to be using this data or how we can use this data as athletes to uh, to not only optimize performance, but optimize our overall health. Um, so we cover everything from establishing baselines to how we actually utilize this data, uh, how we can work towards that goal of optimization, uh, some of the insights that, uh, that each of us have had uh, as we've uh, utilized this information in our own athletic pursuits, um, and then even things like how, how do we uh, see this information, information being used uh, in the future. What does is, what is the future of this technology look like as it relates to integration with wearables uh, and, and some of the data and technology and hardware that we're getting so used to having as athletes? So really, really great conversation. Alex has a wealth of knowledge uh, and really brings a unique perspective to this nuanced uh, topic. So as always, ThomasEnduranceCoaching.com for anything uh, that you hear on the podcast for more resources uh, or to speak with a coach. And enduranceminded.com to be a part of the conversation. Leave us feedback, let us know what you're thinking, uh, let us know how we can help. As always, rate, subscribe, share. I can't thank you enough for your support. And I hope you enjoy my conversation with Alex Pisicani. This week's episode, I'm so excited to announce that we're welcoming Inside Tracker as our first official sponsor to the podcast. As I've talked about at length on the show, my passion is helping other individuals discover the tools, resources, and relationships they need to reach their full potential. It's about more than just getting fit or being in shape for one race. It's about realizing the value in the lifetime pursuit of dedicating yourself to become the best version of you that you can be. So, when you do what you love, whether it's running, riding your bike, racing, or just enjoying the great outdoors, you want to do it for life. That's where Inside Tracker can help. As a lifelong athlete who's done everything under the sun, I've gotten blood work done many, many times over the years and it's always provided critical information. Even when I was feeling great and training hard, my blood work has uncovered critical deficits such as low vitamin D and elevated iron. So despite how your training is going, or how you're feeling, Insight Tracker helps to uncover specific, individual, and actionable insights that allow you to not only perform better, but feel better and be healthier. Inside Tracker was founded in 2009 by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. Using their patented algorithm, Inside Tracker analyzes your body's data to provide you with a clear picture of what's going on inside of you and to offer you science-backed recommendations for positive diet and lifestyle changes. Then, Inside Tracker tracks your progress every day, every step of the way towards reaching your performance goals and living a longer, healthier life. So for a limited time, Endurance Minded listeners can get 25% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just visit info.insidetracker.com slash enduranceminded and enter your name at the bottom of the page to take advantage of your 25% discount. Being an athlete is about more than just completing the right workouts. So visit info.insidetracker.com slash enduranceminded today to start taking a proactive approach to understanding what your body needs to perform better and live longer. Alex, how are you today?
1: I'm good, Taylor. Thank you uh, for having me on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, tell us uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're, where you're coming from, and um, that'll set the stage for our, for our conversation.
1: Great. Well, um, my name is Alex Pizzicani. Uh, I work at Insight Tracker. I'm on the business development team. And um, really, my, I'd say my path to Insight Tracker, my uh, interest in what Inside Tracker, my company focuses on, started a long time ago. Um, I wrestled in high school. Uh, I wrestled at a D1 level in college. Um, and that's really, you know, like a lot of people, that was the a- athletics was the basis of my um, interest, curiosity, uh, motivation in living a healthy life. Um, there was a lot of parts of, of wrestling that were not so healthy, uh, as far as making weight and, and some other aspects that, uh, didn't really fit with that, but that's where my interest started. Um, and then just been a lifelong, lifelong curious person about, uh, how I can better myself. Um, to me, something that's critically important is just progress, you know, inch by inch, step by step, uh, every single day being a little critical, but in a very healthy way about what you can do differently and just always trying to refine a bit, um, which, has led me uh, just to be very um, interested in the field of of health, uh, h- how one can really manage it themselves to a certain degree, which you are starting to see a lot, um, and, and certain tools available, uh, the science, the research around that. Uh, before I joined Inside Tracker, this was you know something I've been just generally interested in for a long time. So it's it's kind of cool that my you know side interest or a hobby of mine has become um, part of my occupation. So um, that's led me here to to Inside Tracker. Um, and I hope that is a good intro to to me as uh, where I'm coming from and, and and where I'm at now.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> no, it's great. I, I, you bring up a good point. I hadn't uh, hadn't given that a, a lot of thought uh, for whatever reason, but the fact that you know, just if you if you've had the opportunity, any of us who have been athletes for for a long time, you know, from say our high school years or earlier to to you know uh, adulthood. And maybe that's taken different shapes and forms and our interests have, have changed and our focuses have uh, have changed or whatever. But you, you said, you know, that just interesting thinking about the w- what what we had access to uh, early in our athletic career versus how we think about that now. You know, I hadn't thought, but yeah, I mean, I'm just reflecting mm-hmm. on, you know, I ran uh ran cross country and and track when I was in uh you know middle school and high school, played soccer, was always involved in, you know, different forms of kind of, you know, endurance sports in, in that capacity. And but you just had you just, you know, you, you had such little to go off of, right? You're like, well, you know, just go, just, just get it done. Keep pushing. I had a lot of friends that were wrestlers and you touched right. on that. Like there were some parts of that where you're like, oh man, like, this is maybe you know, a little dangerous or, you know, we're not quite sure how to navigate some of these uh, nuances of that specific sport. Um, and now we have so much information in our fingertips, right? So like personal information about how we're performing, how we're sleeping, how we're, how we're managing stress, how, you know, all these things. And do you feel like that's, um, I don't know, is that good or bad? Like, is it more empowering? Is it, cause you, cause you have some athletes that are, maybe there's a little bit of, you know, we're seeing a little bit of regression from that with some folks who are like, okay, that's a lot, you know, a lot of data. Yeah. I just want to get back to kind of the spirit of the sport. I think there's probably some balance and it's very, you know, it's specific to each individual, but I don't know. What's your, what's where you, where do you land on that spectrum and what's your kind of take on, you know, on, on how to integrate those things in a productive way?
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, um, uh, generally speaking, there's, there's a balance, but... um, you know what i what wrestling really taught me and, and i think a lot, a lot of athletes go through this um, but wrestling is a very you know movement wise uh, you get very in tune with your body as far as understanding what you can eat to you know make your way it's there's just so much about it where you learn so much and you learn to be very um just aware of certain things um uh, in your body how food feels how movements feel and so i think that i gained uh just a lot of you know a healthy um approach to introspection through wrestling um, and I think all athletes probably go through that to some degree. Um, and that's played in so well and kind of answer your question as far as, you know, it is a double-edged sword to have too much information. Um, I think some people it can stress them out and create some anxiety. Um, I think for me, where I stand is, I always place above any information, I, I'm kind of a wearable freak. I, I wear two things on my wrist I, You know, I do inside tracker. I, I love the data, but I don't put that above. I don't prioritize that necessarily above how I feel on a day-to-day basis. So I let that be the North star. Um, and usually if, if, and just the way it's shaken out for me is that when I put up how I feel above everything else, um, the data that I have usually just fits into kind of, you know, a puzzle piece to why I'm feeling that certain way. And I've never... You know, you have your moments where you know you you thought you slept great, and and then your you know your your wearable says you didn't. And in that sense, you know, just kind of run with with how you're feeling, and, and maybe think back that I have a lot of training going on. Could this be? Could there be a reason that maybe I'm just not feeling? And 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 take that all into account, and try to just move forward as, as best you can with and using both both pieces of information, both that kind of internal and and those external sources.
0: I see that happen a lot, or it's happening. I think it's a new. Um it's like a new conundrum that we're that we're dealing with as athletes is that we have to we have to rectify the data that we have against how we actually feel like we we the mm-hmm. the very real possibility could be that we have i guess it could play out in any number of ways but one of the scenarios could be that we have this kind of blind faith to our wearable and we and it's a little bit of like a set it and forget it right where you're like well I don't need to check in with myself because this thing is telling me how I feel, right? And I've seen that happen with athletes. They're like, oh, I'm feeling so bad, but my wearable says I should be great. Or, of course, vice versa, where, (laughs) you know, I feel pretty good, but, man, it's saying I'm getting crappy sleep or, you know, things like heart variability or whatever. Um, How... Do you feel like, do you feel like this should kind of always, you should really like that trust in yourself should be kind of paramount and then you should use those wearables or that data to kind of bolster that feeling or how do you, how do you navigate that or does it change in a given day or? Yeah. You know, I
1: think that, um, to have a broad stroke approach to anything doesn't always work. So it it is just, um you know, a kind of a hybrid approach each day to just taking into how I'm feeling, what I'm seeing from you know, certain devices and um, trying to piece together the most reasonable picture. Um, and, and, you know, erring on con- you know, the side of uh, being conservative to a point that if, um, you know, my wearables are saying certain I'm feeling different, then, you know, maybe so- somewhere in the middle. Uh, I also think that it's important to remember that um, you know, these wearables are great and, and they create baselines, but I don't know 100% how accurate some of them are. So, yes, I love that there's a baseline established and variances from the baseline can are indicators of something. There is info to be taken from that. But I also don't think that that baseline that's established through these wearables um, is my you know guiding North Star. I'd, I'd much rather take a stock how I feel versus that and maybe take variations from the baseline into consideration more so than just the baseline. If that makes sense.
0: It does, yeah. I think that's great. I, I I always encourage athletes to never lose sight of, and you put it, you know, to use your words, which I think are great, is you know that kind of personal north star. Like you have to be able to to understand what what you feel and be able to check in and be you know have that level of introspection while also leveraging technology and the tools that we have available to help you navigate all of the different inputs and scenarios and stressors that we deal with as, you know, as people, but through the lens of athleticism, that's another layer, right? We're saying, okay, we're going to take a situation that's already stressful, which is just life. We have all this stuff coming at us and then we're going to layer in more stress and, and that's going to, mm-hmm. that's going to amplify things. And so, yeah, I think, I think that's, I think that's awesome. I couldn't agree more. You know, I, it's a, it's a little bit of a, I think that that mindset is still evolving because we're still really in the infancy of, of, of a lot of these tools, you know, or, or how we think about wearables uh, as a value proposition to our lives as athletes or, or just, just having access to this data. So I think that's uh, that's great. So I want to, um, you know, switching from wearables, but thinking about that data piece and how we layer that into our lives. I want to talk about uh, an area where you're, uh, uniquely positioned to to speak on, which is your work with Inside Tracker, uh, which is uh, a, a company that um, that provides uh, individualized insights from uh, blood test analysis. Um, and so, so maybe maybe a good place to start uh, would be just you know why why is uh, in your opinion getting um, having this type of information or getting a, a blood test. Um, why is it valuable? Because um, I'm not sure that, yeah. you know, some athletes, it's like, oh, I only do that when I'm sick or I only do that when things are really bad or, you know, I think there's a lot of caveats maybe for for people. Um, so what's that look and feel like for you? Why is there value there?
1: Yeah, for me, it's that, you know, as someone that was, uh, I've competed in an Ironman, I'm just a, a casual athlete, I guess you could say I work out out a lot of our fair, but, and, um, I was just a frustrated consumer that I wasn't able to, you know, I had these where I was, I wasn't able to really, um, establish baselines for myself. Uh, And I think in, uh, you know, talking about inputs and information, there's so much out there that it's easy to get lost, uh, which kind of where you're, you know, not to keep using this word, but the North star where, where really where you should focus your efforts and your resource, time, money, energy on what's most important for you to work on and in my eyes, what Insight Tracker does and what a, a blood analysis does, is it establishes baselines that tell you exactly where you need to be focused from a, uh, a really foundational level. And I think what's um, something that is now really coming in the conversation, whether it's performance, um, just health and wellness, it's all the starting blocks of that are, are, are being kind of optimal from a healthy standpoint, from a health standpoint, kind of the building blocks of health. Um, so for me, the it's important to understand uh, on an individual basis uh, and not so much the external noise or the diets or, you know, all the things you hear uh, that maybe you should be doing, but rather, okay, let's let's use some science, let's use some some metrics here to establish uh, my baselines and then start building a plan for whatever the direction you want to go, whatever the outcome or goal you're looking to, to move towards, what that looks like based on your information and no one else's.
0: Yeah, that's that's such an important piece. It's, there's so much parallel there or so many parallels. Um, I think just in a lot of the struggles that, that athletes have, because you know, one of the real downsides is we have access to a ton of information. And so it's really easy to shift yeah. your focus in a direction, uh, towards the last thing that you saw, right. Or towards something that a friend or a peer or a competitor posted on a particular platform. Right. So, so how do we know what's best for, for an athlete, right? How do I know what's best for me? This is what this person's doing. There's this diet, there's this training approach. This person's lifting heavy. This person's doing plyometrics. This person's got high training volume. This What does that mean for me? And so, you know, athletes more and more, you know, sp- you know specific to my capacity as a coach, they come to us, they're like, I don't know what I'm doing, right? Or I don't know what I should be doing. Like what's the highest and best use of my time. I'm seeing all these different these different things. And that's a great, I mean, I, I, again, like I see those parallels so clearly is we need baselines, right? We need to know why, what works for you. Are there deficits? Are there things we should, you know, and then that's where you put your energies because energy is a, is a finite resource, right? You can't just, you shouldn't have to spin your wheels forever and ever. I was in the same boat, you know, just like frustrated. You're like, well, I don't, there's so much to do, right? I just want to focus and I want to make sure I'm doing what's best for me. so I, right. I, you know, one of the things that, so athletes are, you know, we talk about VO2 max tests and there's uh, fat oxidation test. There's some of these kind of standard tests that I think athletes are, uh, you know, when they think about testing, maybe their, their mind goes there. Um, not to say it doesn't go to blood testing, but there's, you know, in our kind of vernacular, uh, as athletes, there's like, oh, okay, I need to establish my VO2 max, I need my threshold. Uh, maybe I need to, you know, understand, do some testing to get some other things figured out, um, whether that's body mass or, you know, DEXA scans and things like this. What does, yeah. what's what's the insight that that athletes, you know, when we think about blood testing, what can we, what are the insights we should think, be thinking about in terms of what can we hope to gain that is, That, that sets this process apart from maybe some of these more, maybe more commonplace, you know, testing, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, things that we, that we might do as athletes.
1: Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of things you mentioned are, are great metrics to have too. Um, from a blood standpoint, I think I can speak from personal experience here that, you know, um there, you're going to learn something unique to yourself. Uh, and that's, I think the, really the critical element is that there's something probably happening inside of that you that, um, maybe you can feel, maybe you can't, that is having an impact on either your health, your, your just kind of wellness or, or like your, your output, your performance, uh, or even your longevity, you know, what, what that looks like. So, uh, speaking in from like my, my personal, um, anecdotal about my experience is that with inside tracker i found out that my testosterone family I, I have a really high shbg so that that basically a sex hormone binding gobulator um reduces your free testosterone um there, there's you know just not generally the, the best thing a, at times um so that's something that you know I, I had no idea about right um it's certainly impacting maybe how you recover uh, and certain elements of my uh, of my performance or you know my health um I was really low on a lot of minerals. I think for a lot of athletes, uh, I'm kind of a, you know, when I'm working out, uh, I usually sweat pretty a decent amount. So I wasn't wildly surprised, but that's one of those things that it validated, um, something that I'd always thought and, and just didn't have a, a really, you know, uh, a, a reason for why that was happening or what that could be causing, um, along with, you know, some training metrics. I, have um, my diet is when I was getting te- my last test inside tracker, um, I've been doing some of the, uh, um. You know like the organ meat so i i take liver on a somewhat consistent basis and i had really high iron and so that that was um a note to me to kind of ratchet it back a bit so you know it's again it's hard to speak in broad terms but you're going to find something out uh, almost you know guaranteed that you didn't know before that will um, either validate something that you've always thought or that will uncover something completely new that impacts what you're trying to do or where you're trying to go from a goal perspective
0: yeah I, I had the same experience and I, you know, it's, it's, it's been interesting. Um, I think specifically as, as you evolve as an athlete, we have a tendency to, to kind of remember ourselves as we were in, in other phases of our athleticism. So I'll, I'll use an example, um, is when I was racing full time and I was racing bikes full time. I uh, actually struggle with with low iron, and I was having really severe uh, energy availability when I was training at a very high volume and intensity. And um, and I, I worked to improve that through blood tests and um, and you know going to the doctor and, and supplements and, and diet changes. Well, that was um, that was like twelve or fifteen years ago. So I've kind of been living in that narrative mm-hmm. for for like the rest right. of my athletic career, I'm like, Oh, I must struggle with low iron. Um, I, I better, I, I better stay on top of that. Right. I've struggled with it once. Uh, it came back a, a couple times, like it, when volume, you know, when my training would really increase, I would, it, it, I had a few bouts of that. And when I got my blood tested, um, and I, and I, I did an inside tracker panel was actually high. It was elevated. And, cause I had been living in this, you know, not dangerous, but just like you said, I was like, "Oh, I need to ratchet back some of these, these, these lifestyle uh, adjustments that I have have made based on this this narrative that was built over a decade ago." Uh, is not the case anymore? I don't train at the same vault. It makes sense, right? But I saw it, and I was like, "Oh, of course, um, I should adjust my expectations around how my body's going to respond as I age, as my training changes, as you know, all these different things." Um, and that, and I felt fine right like I was like I don't I didn't feel like I much you know training felt normal most days and normal amounts of fatigue and all that but I was for like sustainable health I was like oh I need to I need to check this right I need to make sure that I'm, I'm staying on top of this so I thought that was one of the most impactful things is I was you know this just idea that we, we can kind of get stuck in this like you know again, this kind of narrative that we just, we don't realize how much time passes and our bodies are always changing and our, you know, our athleticism changes and we do different things. And um, yeah, I thought that was, that was super interesting and and really impactful. And now you're like, now the narrative's different, right? Like, okay, well now I got to, when I get it tested again, now I have a different benchmark, right? I have a different baseline, like you said. Um, So-
1: Exactly, that's the baseline you're- you're Create that baseline and then you know check in on it um so that right. narrative doesn't get spread out over you know 12 years 15 years uh, <laughs> and you know maybe it's not your iron maybe it's your cholesterol that if you know if you didn't get ahead of something and find out that you know, you're starting to creep up and your narrative is that you're fine then all of a sudden that's how people find themselves and and you know this is a more of a health you know kind of performance aside is you know in in some dire situations from a health standpoint when the narrative is i'm okay i'm fine and then you know you let a long time go and and before you know it, you actually have a serious issue on your hands.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, above all else, you know, and this is something that I, I'm a really, you know, is one of my kind of passions is to, to ensure that we look at our athleticism through the lens of sustainability. Right. And that ultimately it should add quality and it should add to our health long-term, you know, so, you know, doing, you know, having a great race season is, is fantastic. But having a great, you know, using that as a as a springboard to have a, a you know a, a great next twenty years is is more important. Um, and so I think that like that health piece, that's where I think too that blood data can really be helpful in like shifting that perspective and be like, okay, here's my performance piece, and yeah, we can like leverage some of this data to increase performance, but also like how my how's the next ten years gonna feel right or how's that gonna look and can i do can I be doing things now to set myself up for success no matter what age you are you know i think we can also you know as you get older you're like well you know is it you feel like you don't have time to act or something i've you know I've heard that with different you know athletes certainly who are older um so so to that end like how how can we as athletes or or you know individuals who are health conscious um how do we how do we take that data and, um, and put it into action? You know, is it, is it, um, yeah, I mean, you know, is it training? Is it supplements? Is it, what, what do we do to actually make some sort of inroads with this information if we're trying to be healthier across the board?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to just to answer that question and back up a little bit too, kind of like for, at least from a blood per- testing perspective, what. Um, I think is just a shortcoming of traditional blood tests is that you can go in and get your blood uh, measured and, and you know, get your readings on, your, on a per biomarker basis, but um, there's not a lot of action. There are, or in very many cases, there's, there's zero action is what you can do next. Yet, there's so much research and science that exists on exactly what's being tested. So um, what we've done as a company is we've made that science accessible. Like we've really democratized that science and done it in a way that personalizes it to the individual so that you're not only getting the readings, but you're also getting, okay, what do these readings mean to me, for me? What can I do about them? So, um, at least at Tracker, what, what our recommendations are, are all, they're all rooted in a very um, scientific grounding. Um, that there's, there's peer-reviewed studies. There's, there's literature behind why we're recommending these things. And they really fall into three main disciplines. Uh, you're going to see a lot of nutrition. So the food that you're putting in your body, um, lifestyle changes. Uh, whether that's alcohol consumption or, you know, smoking, those types of things. Uh, and then also activities that one can do. And while those may not be the sexiest things, they're what's rooted in science and what have been really uh, shown to have um, a profound impact um, on one's health, on one's, on one's blood. And kind of circling back to our you know initial conversation, but there's so much noise out there that I think people lose sight of, of the easy things to do. Uh, Maybe they're not so easy, but the things that um, we know we can improve our health through, but um, for whatever reason, we're not doing because uh, maybe they're just not as cool or or interesting as some of the things that we hear. Um, So what we do in Tracker is we pair uh, the individual's readings with uh, the science that exists. So based on what we do on a per biomarker basis is create an optimal zone for each individual and each individual's uh, individual biomarker. So uh, for example, my my LDL, I have an optimal zone that is much more narrow than the clinical range based on uh, an intake form or customer form. That's my age, ethnicity, sex, dietary lifestyle factors, as well as our research into biomarkers. So it's creating a more narrow range that is personalized to me, which is the first step. And then the second step is based on that. If I'm outside of my optimal range, then I will be getting recommendations that, that are uh, based in science, uh, and that fall into those nutrition lifestyle and activity categories that I can do to optimize or, or in my case, lower my LDL a little bit. Cause I'm, I, I have a slightly high LDL. Uh, and that's the idea is, is, um, pairing the science or what you can do the action plan, um, uh, with the results all in one platform.
0: And we, we, as athletes so often, you know, it can be a hard, it can be a hard group to, uh, and I, you know, I'm in this group and, you know, you are as well. I mean, anybody who is athletic and, you know, and has a healthy lifestyle, but we can be a, a hard group to, uh, to, to talk to because we we're like, well, I'm healthy. Right. I exercise all the time. You know, it's like specific to, you know, folks that I'm talking to. It's like, it's all I do is exercise, right? I'm I'm running, I'm riding, I'm climbing, I'm doing whatever I'm doing. It's all I think about. I'm doing it all the time, or it's certainly taking up a lot of my available, you know, extracurricular time. And you know, I, I eat decent, and and so it can be hard to, I've found, or or just as a general observation, it almost seems like you know. But those, it it, it coming from a place of optimization versus versus. Um, you don't have to be unhealthy to to leverage information, right? And I think that can be, there's a disconnect there sometimes. Um, What's your, like, how do we, when we're talking, you know, again, for, you know, people listening to this podcast, primarily athletes, and they're saying, yeah, I'm healthy, Uh, I'm riding a bunch, I eat well, you know, I'm doing the things. Um, Are there what's to be gained from, from making lifestyle tweaks, right? I feel like it can be hard to, like you said, it's, it's the things that aren't that sexy. Like you're making small little adjustments. Um, have you seen those adjustments like manifest themselves in, in ways that are, that are impactful, right? Cause it's like little tweaks. And I feel like people are like, well, is that really going to do anything right? If I just do it, you know, tweak x y and z 5 mm-hmm. days a week. So I don't know from your perspective, you know, and the the data you're seeing, how does that play out with people that are already healthy on paper, but we know there's things we can do to optimize our performance and our our longevity and our our overall health. So what's that look like from your end? Yeah, you touched on a good point that really the the, the
1: audience that is using Inside Tracker right now, um far, far and away is are people that are, are very healthy, you know, the types of people that you're talking about that are, are very active, whether they're athletes uh, or just, you know, active individuals. Um, what it comes down to what I, what I really love about people that use inside tracker is that they're looking for incremental gains. They're looking for those few inches or steps in progress. And that's where you have to like lift the hood and start looking at some very nuanced situations or things or, or like something very foundational as blood to understand a few, you know, just a few tweaks Maybe it's more sodium. Uh, maybe it's more magnesium. That that's been a, something for me as well is kind of deficient or low in a lot of those vitamins. Um, so now I'm supplementing with those, and I'm going to be retesting actually tomorrow, uh, and I'll be able to gauge and I'll be able to track progress. And then that's another baseline, another you know kind of north store north star that I can base my decisions off of. Um, so that's really um, what's interesting to me and, and that I love about the audience that that uses Inside Tracker, um, and that's how. Um, you know, you do gain those, those incremental gains in fitness or in health is, um, lifting up the hood, um, taking assessment, taking stock, um, and making a few tweaks, uh, whether that's diet, supplements, lifestyle, whatever it may be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, that's a great reminder, you know, cause I, um, cause a lot of, a lot of the athletes, you know, most people, uh, that are, that would define themselves as athletes or, you know. Uh, align themselves uh, in with the athletic community. You're kind of doing all you can do, right? Like you know, when when, when athletes mm-hmm. come to come to us at TEC, it's not like they they have a range of ten hours to twenty five hours a week to train, right? So it's they say, well, you know, I got one hour during the work week and I can give two to three hours maybe on a Saturday or Sunday or something. So so that's what I have, right? And so we, we work to maximize that progress. And I think that that's a great just thinking about like, okay, well, if we want to make if we want to maximize an individual's potential and we know that they don't have unlimited time, how can we get that 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 one percent, that two percent, that five percent? What makes sense, like you said. I mean, so then let's lift up the hood, right? If if you can't do more um, because that's just not realistic and it doesn't create a balanced lifestyle, what else can we do? And I think this is where thinking about things through a more like nuanced lens to say, okay, what can I do internally, right? Are there things I can do for myself to aid in, um, you know, whether it's, you know, sleep quality or like you said, like your, you know, magnesium, sodium, potassium, your primary electrolytes, um and how that changes throughout the seasons you know um have you seen that where where you it, it ebbs and flows right because i think this is kind of back to my like i'm, I'm working through this in real time because it's i found myself guilty of this where i'm like oh well that's the data right and you ride that out and before you know it it's been multiple seasons and of course like your body changes dramatically so how how is that how have you adapted and massaged those details like with consistent application.
1: Yeah, you know, I think um, it's the whole idea of you can't, you can't uh, manage what you can't, you don't measure. So it's just staying on top of that measuring, um, that measuring stick, that yardstick that that you use internally. Um, so that's that's one way. Um, uh, or you know, if you being just aware that all right, so there's going to be some time that passes. Being just very acutely aware of of maybe some changes, some shifts. Maybe it's aches, maybe it's something mentally, things that aren't feeling right. Uh so variations from that that internal baseline. And um, if those don't can't be resolved through maybe just some of the, the the practical measures that you have in mind or that you think it could be, um, you know, not letting those go for too long and uh and then and 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 kind of going back under the hood. Um I think it's really important and like now that I am testing consistently, I, I don't know how I never I, I never did this. It it blows my mind sometimes that I didn't have uh, or not blows my mind, but it's, um, I just wish I had access to this a long time ago and I've been doing it for a lot longer. And, you know, fortunately I I'm doing it now at a, at a relatively young age that, um, you know, I will do this for the rest of my life. And I think that's going to really contribute to, um, a healthy lifestyle, uh, doing the things that I love for as long as I can, um, by staying on what's happening internally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, again, it's, I, I love that there's a, I think it's a, it become a little more pervasive. And I don't know. I think, you know, it comes again, like you said, from kind of all this input that, that people have, but we, there, there is an expectation sometimes that when we have this information, whether it's a wearable or whether it's, you know, power data on like a bike or on a, on the run or, you know, pick your device and pick your metric uh, or, or, you know, data mm-hmm. from a blood test that it's like n equals 1 right that all we need is we need one once we have it we it becomes just dramatically impactful and i think it's important to keep in mind that that there is value in that cumulative component of a data set right to say okay we got to do this consistently we got to stay at it right we need to make sure that this becomes consistent practice and 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 that's the same on the training side too right is that nothing nothing really happens in eight or 12 weeks, right? Like we, we need, we got to know the body. We got to, so what, what have you, is there any, like, as now that you've had the opportunity to, to have this access to this data consistently, is there anything you've picked up on now that, you know, that's kind of finally showed itself or that's evolved to a way where your, t- your action plan is different or, or is it just kind of tweaks of the same data across the board? And I, I'm just curious, because I see that all the time with training is you're like, Two years from now, it's totally different. Where you're like, "Oh, I didn't, we didn't even see this before, right?" But with consistent application, insights change. So I don't know. What's that? Has that has that had yeah. a uh, role for you? So from a personal experience, I've
1: I've only tested a few times, so I haven't had anything um, dramatically different between tests. Maybe just really small tweaks. So from a personal experience, I don't have uh, a great um, I don't know kind of experience in, in that sense. But from what I've heard, you know, I have a colleague that. Um, Uh, has high cholesterol, um, and was able to significantly, uh, significantly reduce it through the recommendations he was giving really, it was eating oatmeal consistently. Um, and so he got it down to a great level, um, was feeling good about it. And, um, you know, over the past few years, um, maybe stopped, tried a few different diets, uh, COVID, the pandemic, maybe not eating as healthy as one should and being inside those numbers went back up. Um, so the, the ability to, um for him he, he he knows at least he knows and he and on top of that he knows what he can do to bring it back down which is so powerful is is being in the know with your body and then also having that existing data or experience to correct or right the wrong that may be happening or, or whatever the scenario is based on the fact that you were testing and you were tracking all this you know for over the past you know two three four five years or, or longer and i haven't yeah. had a, that type of experience yet. Uh, and um but i'm sure that you know i'm I'm bound to right at some point there's going to be probably a lull um too much time is going to go by something will happen and and there'll be something that will come up and um you know now now i at least have the ability to kind of self-manage um and do some self-care and some self-assessment um through some of these wearables through a company like inside tracker um to get back to whatever you know, scenario or, or situation I need to get back to or, or, or move towards and, and and figure out how to do that.
0: Yeah. What, you know, I think about all the conversations with athletes I've had over the years, you know, and, um, you know, going to get blood tests. And there's a few, there, there's a, there's a handful of things that I I'm like kind of reminded of that we, you know, the conversation has been built around, which is, um, you know, get your, get your iron tested or your, you know, more specifically your hemoglobin. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, cause you know, we're having some energy availability issues, uh, vitamin D, right. There's a few kind of standout, you know, kind of from my perspective, like classics that athletes, um, that that's, that's just in the conversation, right. We know about uh, iron deficiency or iron deficiency anemia. Uh, we know about some of, you know, vitamin or mineral deficiencies, that can cause performance issues, but what else um, what else should athletes be looking for when we think about this having access to this information because that, that's a narrow scope, but I know we I know we go there, so where 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 else should we yeah, be looking yep.
1: yeah, it's a great question. and um kind of the beauty of inside tracker is that um we get all this aggregate data so we can um you know, we can make assumptions or, or not assumptions from a, uh, we can give information on a micro individual level. But we can also uh, have insights and, and, and know things from a, a more macro perspective. Um, so vitamin D is one, uh, I think 50% of our users, roughly half are are uh, usually low in vitamin D. Uh, that's what we're seeing the most. And there's a lot that goes, um, you know, you think you can be in the sun. And, and if you're wearing sunscreen or certain clothing or, or your body is not absorbing it, um, you know, there's a lot that can, tend, that can just uh, limit how your body, uh, absorbers vitamin D just from kind of uh, nature being the Sun. So that's one uh, that people Are generally are, are dealing with uh, that has a really Im- big impact um, You know vitamin D is, is really critical for a lot of things But for kind of bone and, and muscle health as uh, one of them So we can see um, some injuries happen from people that are, are maybe consistently deficient in vitamin D. That's one um, Another one that uh, especially in the endurance group and uh, I'm sure you've crossed paths with this scenario is that ferritin and um, ferritin's in that iron grouping. Um, and especially for, for females, premenopausal females, um, uh, usually are, are in a lot of cases if they're dealing with energy issues or feeling lethargic. We, we hear it all the time. Um, a lot of the time it's because the fair, your ferritin is low. And what makes, um, What's interesting about this ferritin situation is that the, the clinical range um, for ferritin is very large. Uh, it's just very wide and very generic. So you can be clinically okay on, on ferritin if you were to go in and get your blood tested through your primary. But because there's not an optimal range that's um, for you as an endurance athlete or someone that's really active, uh, it doesn't, doesn't uncover the issue. It's not really going fully under the hood because it's not personalized. So um, there's a lot of research and evidence out there that suggests that if you're you know under 20 nanograms per deciliter or uh, under 30, 40, um, you can be facing issues, um, and that's that's one that we see all the time, especially in the endurance community.
0: <clears throat> you touched on the um, on the on female athletes, and I, I'm we've had um, on the podcast. I've had the the opportunity to speak with. Uh, lots of really, really um smart and talented individuals, both male and female, about the mm-hmm. um, about the female athlete experience and you know we hear talk about the female athlete triad and the you know hormonal components of how how females are mm-hmm. are very different, you know, obviously, but that that when we think about optimizing their performance as athletes, it should be different and it should be different given their proximity to um, to, uh, their metapausal uh, stage in life. Have you, um, I just wanted to, you know, I just, I'm just, just personally fascinated with that component of endurance sports science. Have you guys seen anything, um, in that realm, uh, with, with the work you're doing inside tracker, obviously you said ferritin, but, you know, are you seeing, you know, markers that are specifically um, um impactful for female athletes that maybe you know men aren't you know maybe don't have to pay as close attention to or um, anything in that realm. you know we see um
1: we see a lot of similarities across the board and um, frankly if you were ta- probably talking to one of our, our dietitians on our team that that know uh, a lot more about the nuances between male and female and the biomarkers that are specific to you know uh, to, the, to those groupings of individuals. Uh, Ferritin is one for sure. I know we, we touched on that, but that is one that um, females uh, specifically they they, uh, they struggle with. Um, and there's probably um, some, some reasoning from a kind of a hormonal and uh, whatnot period uh, or perspective. Um, so, um, I, I would i would defer to uh someone on our team that would that could answer that question a lot better than i could yeah um, i'm not an expert but, uh, either so no uh, yeah.
0: yeah no no judgment i <laughs> like i said I, I just get the opportunity <laughs> to talk to these people that are a lot smarter th- about this stuff than i am and um you know being someone who who personally works with with female athletes and uh and then as a coaching group of course we we uh, work with um a, a broad scope of athletes from you know uh, all across you know every walk of life i just It's interesting, again, just thinking about, you know, this type of information through the lens of that everybody is different. Right. And, you know, it's really important to think about ourselves as individuals. And what works for you or me is going to be totally different for the next person, regardless of how they identify. um, And and that what what we do with that information can be dramatically impactful for, you know, the quality of our lives and for our performance. so, I, w- I want to bring it. I want to bring it full circle, uh, I guess, because we started talking about the wearables and some of the technology piece. Um, and I know you guys yeah. at Inside Tracker just did um, uh, not too long ago, uh, just connected with Garmin, and um, and, and now yeah. have have a, a, a linkage there to leverage that technology on the Garmin side uh, and the activity side integrated with your insights with Insight Tracker. And so what are your thoughts on, I guess, broadly, um, like where where is this going? You know, so we have all this data, we have tremendous insight into our <clears throat> into our bodies as, as individuals and of course as athletes again. And um, how do we, where do you see it going, right? How do we take blood data and, and Garmin data and sleep and all these things and What's the next, you know, five or 10 years look like from your perspective, you know, with you being in this space and a unique position to kind of maybe see some uh, crystal ball action that I'm not seeing. Yeah. You know, it's, um,
1: first and foremost, it's going to be really exciting. Uh, I think that anyone that's interested in, uh, you know, this kind of technology and, and information should just be excited about what's to come. Um, you know, as a company, we're now at a point where we are, we basically look at them as inputs and, and pairing with our software. And then based on those inputs and the results, we can deliver certain information. So we've always done blood. Uh, we have DNA as of a few years ago. Uh, and now with the advent of, of the wearable technology, we're, we're able to pull in data from the wearables. And, and that's really um, such an exciting piece, especially as these wearables, you know, you've got you know, glucose monitors, you've got uh, you know a certain heart rate, you've just got so much in there, you know, they're, um, they're great wearables, and they're only getting better. So, I think when when I think about from our perspective, uh, what we're really what we're really great at is having this you know housing uh, all this this basically uh, data and science and research that applies to all these different disciplines, these different inputs. Um, so, you know, as these the wearable technology and and our systems you know kind of play better together, we'll start be, being able to deliver um, just really meaningful insights. From, uh, for example, say. Um, you know, maybe a lot of runners listen to this podcast, uh, you go out for run, uh, and based on, uh, all your run metrics, um, we could deliver something or, or companies can start delivering, um, you know, the type of meal you should be eating from a macro, um, a macro perspective based on the goals you've, you've pre- preset or predetermined, Could uh, maybe even, you know, say you're traveling or, you know, maybe you're not, uh, you're out somewhere that would, uh, point you to uh, a certain kitchen or restaurant or. or somewhere where you can get food and based on their menu, it'll be pre-selecting certain menu items that work for your goals uh, or just in general, based off, um, you know, you're walking around, you're maybe you're, you're traveling somewhere and just based on your, your heart rate, your um, your sleep, um, it's gonna be recommending certain, um, uh, you know, inputs from a food perspective or, 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 or drink or, or supplements that you can be using to, um, you know, be, be your best, put your best foot forward or whatever the predetermined kind of goal or outcome is for that individual. And, and I think the overarching, it's just, it's gonna get so much more personalized, uh, it's gonna get more specific and it's gonna be more accurate as these systems and, and wearables and technology uh, evolve. So will the information, um, or so, so will how the information is delivered because the information exists, the, the research, the science, that's somewhat, I don't wanna say static cause that's evolving, but that exists already. So now it's figuring out ways for these different technologies to play together and start delivering that research or that insight, that data in a really meaningful way or a more meaningful way than it already is. Yeah, that's that's, so um, so
0: cool. (laughs) (laughs) You got me, you got me fired up. It's an
1: exciting, it's an exciting time.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I I, I think like you said, I mean, I, I love this idea of, and I I feel like to your point that that's has to be kind of the next, the next chapter is that, is that we have all this data. We're producing it all the time, right? We have watches and wearables and, you know, and that's, but then how do we make that more actionable and more easy easily uh, consumed, right? Like they are, a lot of that lives in these kind of you know separate pieces and pods, and we, you know, and, and maybe when and how we access one data set is different than when and how we access another data set. If we can start to aggregate that to allow us to leverage that information to make meaningful uh, choices in our daily lives, right? That has to be dramatically impactful for people's ability to, to live kind of the fullest extent of their, um, of their potential. Um, and that's, um, man, that's super cool. I, I love that. Um, uh, well, cool, man. That's a good, uh, that's, that's a good, uh, prediction for how we're going to be, uh, be able to, to live, live out our days and, and make, uh, make healthy decisions and, uh, and operate in a, in a space that, uh, that feels individualized and, and personalized. So, I'm, uh, yeah, I appreciate your insight and, uh, it, it's been, uh, it's been great to, to chat. I, I appreciate, uh, appreciate everything you guys are doing over there and, uh, keep, keep it up.
1: Thank you. Likewise, likewise. And, and thank you so much for having me on. This was, uh, this was a lot of fun for me. Uh, and it was great, great chat and spend some time with you today. So, uh, and hopefully that was helpful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. For sure. No, no doubt about it. I think there's a tremendous insight to be had. And again, if we can think about, think about individuals as, uh, is exactly that as individuals that need to be, you know, that need to take an individualized approach to, uh, to how we, how we reach our full potential, you know, whether that's, you know, uh, from an athletic perspective or from a health and wellness perspective, uh, and and all of those things combined, it's only going to, it's only going to serve to, um, you know, to, to better serve the individual. And, and, uh, and that's, that's our end goal, right. For people like you and me, just trying to help people be the best versions of themselves.
1: Yeah, do what you love for, for as long as you, you want to do it, I think is a great way to look at um, you know what we do. What a lot of companies are, are trying to do is help people do what they love for longer. Uh, and I love that. And I'm, I'm all about uh, doing that for people and, and trying to do that for myself. And I think that's just something we can all get behind and be excited about.
0: Rock and roll. I believe it. All right, man. We'll, uh, we'll see you. Thanks, Alex.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Taylor.